Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Dahl's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. You don't know how much Pastor Lau and I love all the singles, all the youth, all the people who are still young but growing up and someday will be a father or a mother. We love you so much. You are always in our prayer. So we'd like to say Happy Mother Day to the present mothers and also the mother-to-be in the future. I really feel honored and really thank the Lord that He gave me the opportunity to share the Word of God with you today. I feel such a privilege to be able to present the Word of God to all of us today, and thank you so much for being here. The church is the encouragement to us. You know, all of you are really um, my family, and I really love all of you very much. Today, I would like to share with you um, about the royal advice by a royal lady who bore a royal son, whose name is Lemuel. Lemuel appears in Proverbs chapter 31. You start from verse 1 and 2. King Lemuel, many people talk about him in a different way, but most people think that he is Solomon. The word that I would share with you is the teaching of mother of King Solomon. And King Solomon wrote Proverbs chapter 31 for his mother. And I'd like to read for you a little bit in Proverbs 31, verse 10 to 31. It's pretty long, but I would like to read for you because King Lemuel was talking about his mom, a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm. All the days of her life, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portion of her servant girls. She considers a field and buy it. Out of her earning, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work Vigorously, her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamb does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the staff and grabs the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arm to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverage for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchant with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affair of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, and he prays her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, and let her work bring her praise at the city gate. That is what King Lemuel talked about his mother. For every kid, for every child, his mom or her mom is the best mom in the world. And I know that this proverb belongs to every mom. There is no perfect mother, there is no perfect woman. 
and perfect mother, but we all can strive to be one. Even if this queen, the mother of King Lemuel, exists or not in the past, but she set an example. You know, she is the example for the mothers, for the ladies. So this is something that we can strive. At least I know that I want to be one. I want to strive for better. I have a lot of shortcomings. I have a lot of things in my life that need to adjust and need to change and need to improve. But I will not give up because I know that the Bible is my example. The Bible is my goal. That I would like to strive for that, and hopefully that someday when I'm long gone, my children will. Write something and say that this is what my mom teach me. <laughs> if I strive for good and if I strive to love God more and to live according to God's will and God's teaching, then my children will be blessed and my children will see the example. That's why I will not give up and I want to really strive to be a better mom for my children and also for my spiritual children too. In fact. It is really a privilege to be a mom, because mother has the privilege to teach our children anything. We are the one who can teach them anything. They are with us from they are born. You can teach them anything more than anyone. Before they go to school, before they are out there to be with other people, you are able to teach them everything. That's why I really encourage that you. Will need to know the word of God, and so that you will know what to teach your children. Our children are not here with us forever. They are just here with us for just a just a period of time. Some children leave home at 18 years old. After 18, they think that I am adult. I'm leaving. <laughs> Or some parent may say, "You have to go now." <laughs> <laughs> so you have just a period of time of of eighteen years that you will be able to impart, that you will be able to teach, that you will be able to be their role model. I really feel that it's really short time. Now I have a twenty six years old who already got married, an eighteen years old who tried to leave. No, a <laughs> seventeen uh, years old son. I I know that my children do not try to leave me. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm so glad and so feel so privileged that she still live with us at this time, even though she is already in college. But she still live with us this year. And Pasala and I pray that it will be four years. <laughs> that that she will be here with us. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Mothers has a unique privilege that you can teach your children anything. The Bible says that if we train the child in the way he should go, when he is old, he will not depart from it. In Proverbs twenty-two six, say that train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. If you have in mind that your children will not be with you forever. And you have such a short time to teach and train them. You will be more focused. You will be more focused. You will not let the time slide. Time is so precious, and you can never get it back. So that's why I try to take every opportunity to impart something to my children that I'm going to share with you later. You have to teach your kids about cleanliness, for example. Some people might not think that it's so important, because I know that all the Christian mom will always teach their kids to go to church, read the Bible, and love the Lord, and we are trying to do that. But also, these are the things that will not go away from your kid when they grow up. It will be always with them. For example, like cleanliness, being neat, and teach them to recycle. Really, don't you think it's isn't it important that you need to teach your kid to take care of the world, be part of taking care of the world and recycle, not just be sloppy and put everything in the garbage. 
appreciate others out there. They will not teach your children like that. Out there, it will be more like a take the most advantage you can, take an opportunity. Everything in life, but the Bible teach us to appreciate others, appreciate the goodness of others, appreciate the giftings of others, appreciate one another, and being grateful. Being grateful to your parents. If you don't teach your children to be grateful, sometimes they don't know. You need to tell them, like, uh, if anyone is good to you, you need to be grateful to them. You need to be grateful to your parents, your teacher. I always tell my children that don't take it for granted with teach. I went to the meeting one time and. I surprised that nobody talk about teacher, even though teachers were there, parents were there. Nobody really talk about them or say thank to them. They all talk about how powerful they are and what they can do in life. That is the graduation for high school, high school graduate. But I think that at home we need to teach our children to have the grateful heart to our parents, to our teachers, to our spiritual leaders, to Whoever that help you or benefit your life in the past, and also teach them to share, teach them to respect elders, those who are older than them. Have that respect. I just give some example. I know that there are so many things that we can teach our children, but just in case that we forget to teach our kids to recycle, that's why I say that. <laughs> in fact, right now I am doing not only the recycle, but I also do the. Decompose. <laughs> you see how much we eat uh, fruit each day. We have so much peel of cantaloupe and honeydew and all that. Put it in a container and decompose it, so that it will become the fertilize. Don't waste it away. So all these things I'm doing at home. <laughs> okay, I like to read um, Proverb thirty one one. Proverb thirty one one said, "The king of Lemuel." An oracle his mother taught him. The oracle his mother taught him. O oh my son, O oh son of my womb, O oh son of my vow. The word oracle is also mean heavy burden. So this queen, who is the mother of King Lemuel, is a heavy burden for her to heavy burden or heavy responsibility to give her son some wise advice. Amen. We as mothers, we also can have that heavy responsibility in our heart that we want to give our children some good advice. Some parents today allow the kids to listen to everything everybody is saying, or everything everybody is believe, and then you make a choice. But in fact, we should not do that. That we allow our children to listen to every opinion, and then they make a choice. When they are still with us, we have the responsibility to impart to them the godly advice, the godly principle in their life, the godly thing that God have taught us, and then we teach our children that way. Wise advice. I want to share with you one time. One time, um, my daughter, my oldest one. When she was about maybe like ten to twelve, she came and she asked me like, "Mom, mom, tell me, what is sex?" <laughs> and then, and then, tell me how we have babies. I was growing up; no one ever ever told me. My mom and my dad like shut me off, like no. <laughs> Asian parents, we don't really talk about it. So my parents never really share with me, but. Then now I face with reality. Like my daughter came and asked me, like, "Mom, how do people have kids? How did they do it?" So, <laughs> okay, mom, if you don't tell me, I'm gonna go and learn from my friend. That is what she tried to threaten me. That if I don't tell her, then she gonna go and learn from her friends. Because we always say that don't learn from your friend, <laughs> learn from your parents. I think I explain a little bit. I forgot how much I share with her, but I think that I share with her. It's a responsibility of the parents to teach and train and give good advice to our children. So how we started 
when we have babies, first of all, the first thing we need to pray. I want to encourage all of us that it doesn't matter where we are. God will always help us, and God always can restore the time that has passed. At any time, at anywhere, God can restore because He said that there is new thing every day. God is a God of second chance. God is a God of restoration. I am so confident in Him. I'm so confident in Him that with Him you will not fail. And I really want to encourage all of us that never, never be discouraged. When you have you and God, you make a good team. You make a good team, and you will never fail. And it doesn't matter where you are. You might know God from the beginning, or you might know God later. And your family, your kids has already grown up. Don't lose heart. Don't say that I wish I had known God before. Yes, it's true that we wish that we had known God before, but never ever be discouraged because God and you make a good team, and God never fail us. God will never fail us. He work in a mysterious way and bring success to all of us. I'm so confident in Him. I am so confident that that will happen to every family, everyone who trusts in the Lord, who has been walking with God, and who trusts the Lord. God will bring you success. God might work in the mysterious way, the way that we can't see, but He will bring to pass. So I really want to encourage all of us that trust in the Lord, trust in God, put your life in His hand, and let Him take you. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, don't walk by sight. Never ever walk by sight. Never think that oh, it's impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. Amen. Nothing is impossible for God. He just pick us up from where we are, just like that, and bring us to up high. That is the God that we worship. That's why we can have joy. That's why we can have hope. That's why we can sleep every night because we know that He will never forsake us, and He is going to bring us to where He want us to be. Never be discouraged and never lose trust in Him. Always trust God and always. Let him take your hand. You will be successful, and also in the area of raising children too. Never say that oh, my children are too, too wild, my children are hopeless, my children are not good. Never ever think that way, or never say that way. Always say that they will be successful. Always say that they will do well. Always say that they will love the Lord. Always say that their life will be good, and they will always go up. Higher and higher, in the Lord. Amen. If you trust Him, He will show you. The problem is that we have to trust Him. The problem is that we, at times, we look at the situation and then we lose hope. Because maybe some of our children may not come to the Lord yet, or they misbehave, or whatever. But God is the God of possibility, and He can do all things, and nothing is impossible for Him. Amen. We just do our part. We just try our best to first pray for our children. Pray, 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 pray. This brings to my mind about one man in the Bible. His name is Samuel. Samuel had a short period of time to be with his mom because his mom vowed to God that if God give me this child, I will set aside for God to be used by God. So Samuel stayed with his parents just a short period of time. Hannah, who is his mom, he, she has been praying for him all the time. She is a praying woman, so she was praying for him, praying for him, praying, praying for him. So when Samuel grew up and he went to be with Eli the priest, Eli had two wicked sons, and they were bad example for Samuel. But why Samuel? Hang on to the truth, and he came out from that bad situation and become the prophet of Israel, a famous one. Not just one prophet, but Samuel is a famous prophet for God. Why? I believe because his mother pray. It's really encouraged my heart to pray for my children more. When you pray for your children, God will give them the revelation. When you pray for your children, God will give them the conviction. When you pray for your children, their heart will be softened before God. 
I really thank the Lord for my children or my three children that even though they grow up, even though one of them have family of her own, but all of them still come to church. I don't force my children to come to church when they grow up. You know, I force them when they were young. <laughs> Said, "Come, get up, <laughs> take a shower at night. <laughs> don't take the shower in the morning, <laughs> so that you will come on time." <laughs> you know. So, but now I do not force them. They just come to church. It's a natural thing for them to come to church. I believe that because we pray for them constantly. We pray for them every day. The spirit of revelation touch them. And the Lord hold their hand, and they go. They will go, and then one day they are going to impact the world. All of your children and my children, one day they are going to impact the world. Mm-hmm. For God, they will impact the world, and so many lives will be blessed through them because you pray. So do not give up. Do not give up in praying for your children. Amen. Another way I like to share is that our children, it doesn't matter what you say; they learn from our action. Actions speak louder than words. You can hold your Bible, you can walk around with your Bible, you can, and you can read the Bible upside down too, and you can memorize the whole Bible. It doesn't matter. They see what you do. They hear what you say. They listen to every day. They listen to what you say. They see what is your action. They see how you walk with God, and that is what will really impress in their life. Mm-hmm. So, word alone is not enough. Even though teaching is important, you need to teach your children the Bible. You need to teach them the virtuous value. But your walk with God is very, very important because they observe you like the little babies before they understand kindness. Before they can read and understand kindness, they need to see the kindness from the mother. The eyes that say that I forgive you. When you look into their eyes and say that I forgive you, with your kindness that go to uh, come from your your eyes. Before they can spell God, G O D. Before they can spell, they understand love because you hug them, you hug them, and you tell them that I love you. All these things, the action make the children know God and feel love and understand kindness and understand forgiveness and understand how you treat other people. They look at your action, and that is the main thing. If the children are secure at home, whatever that they face outside, they are able to face it because they feel secure at home. Therefore, I really encourage parents. That before you do anything to your children, think second. Before you blast out anything, you have to count one, two, three, four, five. If I say that, what impact is going to be in their life? Don't just blast it out and and regret about it, and then you cannot take it back because it's already boom boom go so fast into their brain and stay there for a long time, and it's very very hard to get it out. So before you said, you're stupid. For example, don't say it. Count one to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You are good. <laughs> Even though you say that for ten times, it doesn't change your kid. It makes them feel bad and worse and worse. You can teach them, but speak the truth to them in love. It need to mingle with love. You see the medicine. I take some medicine and especially the antibiotic. It is so bitter, and I try to take it right, and it's bitter on my tongue. What I do? I drink juice. <laughs> I take juice. You know, I did not drink with water. I drink juice so that it will taste better. Same thing, parents. You want to correct your kids and you want to tell them the truth, but please tell them in love. Give them. The antibiotic with juice. <laughs> that way they can take it better, and and it's good for them. They don't feel that bad either. Okay, please love them very much. Tell your kid every day that you love them. Hug them a lot. Hug them a lot. Tell them I love you a lot. Don't be shy. Don't take 
Thai culture, Chinese culture, whatever culture, you know, take God's culture. Amen. Take God's way of telling your children that you love them. You don't lose any dignity telling your kid, "I love you." Some parents like, no, I, I, I cannot say that because I'm a man. <laughs> I'm manly. I'm not gonna tell my kids or my wife, "I love you." No, say it a lot. And when they are secure at home, they know that their parents love them, forgive them. Every kid make mistake. Okay, anybody never make mistake? Raise my, your hand up. You see that all of us make some mistake. Therefore, we need to forgive our children at home too, so that they will feel secure. And when they go out there, not everyone is forgiving to them. Not everyone is kind to them. Not everyone treat them right. Not everyone give them justice. But they will have that strength to go out there and fight. Not fight those people, but they will be able to respond in a good way. In a smart way, because they're so secure at home, they're so secure that my parents love me and my family love me. I want to share that for anyone that you may not grow up in a family that show love and kindness to you, or not even have justice for you. But I want to encourage you that our Father in heaven love you very much. Our Father in heaven, He is both mom and dad. He is both mom and dad. Mom and dad combined together make God's love, right? Both mom and dad express God's love in a different way. Dad might be strong, make a living, make a decision, but mom is for love. Mom is for compassion. Mom is there for you. So in fact, mom and dad bo- both. Are the expression of God. Even though you might have grown up in a family that are not fair to you or did not treat you right, our heavenly Father, who is both mom and dad, love us so much. And also, you have the family of God here. You that you know. I know that all the leaders here are for you. All the leaders here want to make this house as a family for every child of God who come here. When I come to church, it's like I come to my family. I never feel that oh Sunday again, I have to come to church. You know, I never feel that way. I like yeah, <laughs> I'm coming to my family. I'm so glad to see all of my family here, and I want to for every single one of us to know that we are for one another here. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. We are your family now. Amen. When you teach your kids, do it in a natural way. When you teach your kids, you know, do it in a natural way. Don't do it like soldier. Have you watched uh, one movie, The Sound Music? Those seven children they come out and then line up. Yes, you know, <laughs> and then they receive the instruction. Not like that. When you teach your children, do it as normal as you breathing. Deuteronomy six seven say that you shall teach them diligently. To your children, see this is a command of God that you shall teach your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk on the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. In every situation, you can talk to them. Sometimes I go to my daughter's room and sit down on the bed and start talking to her. I just want to impart the right principle. I talk as much as I can when I have a chance. <laughs> But when heat is getting up, I stop <laughs> because I don't want to get into fight. We don't want to get into fight. But I want to impart the principle. At least she can hear something from me, from the mother who love her. I, and before I say anything, I have to tell her that, "Mommy, love you so much." <laughs> I say all this because I love you. You may not understand now, but I do. We talk back and forth, and sometimes the heat go up. <laughs> <laughs> in our conversation, and then when the heat go up so much, okay, okay, honey, mommy has to go. <laughs> I have the next thing to do, <laughs> and maybe I'll come back next week <laughs> and talk to you some more. Do it as natural as you can. When they watch the movie, this is past the loud part. 
Normally it's not my part. Pastor say, see that in the movie. Don't do that. <laughs> Yesterday we had a chance to watch movie together. This is a kind of quite popular, but I forgot the name because I do not watch TV that much. It's about a girl who is about under 15. And then she kissed a boy. And then the brother came in like, <gasps> the brother tried to reason with her that you're not 15 yet and all of that thing. And then the brother tried to help the sister, to try to rescue the sister every way he could. We watched for a while and then Pastor Lao said, Paul, do not do that. <laughs> you take every opportunity to do it. Do it as normal as breathing. When you die on the street and then you see the man on the street who is poor, who, is, who doesn't have anything, who live on the street, open the window and then hand him $5. For example, your kids see it. And if you start saying that these people are bad, they don't work, they're so lazy, they look at them, all those things, your kid will, it will stuck in their mind too. One of my kids, I forgot who, but said that. Uh, I said... <laughs> I said that, oh, these people should go to work. My kids said that, how can you go to work, mommy? They look so dirty, who going to take them? Where are they going to take shower? Who going to write them the recommendation and all that? The kids even have the reason why these people, it's not that they cannot work, but it's kind of hard for them to work. And in fact, one of the homeless people who came to our church and now, he is very well off. He has family, have children, have good job. He said one sentence that I always remember. He said that, you know, because somebody have fed me all the years that I was on the street until today. That's why I am different now. That's why I come to God and that's why I have family and I'm in church and I have family and I'm moving on with my life because somebody was kind to me. Many people had kind to me, gave me food, gave me some money to live on until the day God delivered me. So if you show kindness to people, then your children will see it too, that you're kind to them, kind to people. And they will grow up and they will be kind to others. Teach them by what you do. And teach them as normal as breathing, day in, day out. When things get tough, when things get tough, still walk on the principle of God. Do not back down. Do not compromise. Just move on the right principle. And one day, our kid will look back and say that, yes, my mom was right. Not that my mom was very, very good person, but because she stick with God's principle. I'm so glad one thing that some of our members came back to church because so we just keep on walking with the Lord and do the right thing. So you just keep on doing in the Tough time when you face lies from the children or temper or tantrum or anything at all, you keep walking with the right attitude and with the right heart. You need to do that. Sometimes it's worse than tantrum and temper. Sometimes kids might use drugs. If they get into drugs, they get into bad grades, disobedience, all kinds of things, never have the condemning attitude. Never. We all make mistakes, but we walk in God's principle and tell them the truth with love, and they will turn around. Kids will turn around. People, our members also, will, they will turn around too. Amen. The last thing I want to share because of the time, and I really want to encourage that take time with your children. The estimate time that the father spend time with their kids average out two minutes a day. That's average out in America. That is very little. I think mom probably spend more because mom is at home. But I really want to encourage that. Take time. Make time. Sometimes the day just lie because you have so much to do. But you might have to make time. My family, every year, one vacation. We have to go. We have to go together to vacation somewhere. And if you guys can do two, three times, that's great. You know? <laughs> but take time to take vacation with your children and encourage vacation. Wives, encourage vacation. <laughs> if your husband hasn't been thinking about it, encourage them. Write in the calendar or something like that. 
When I want to remind my husband something, write in his calendar. <laughs> That helps. <laughs> And also eat together every evening. Eat together. Encourage the family member to eat together at least one meal a day. At that time, when you are eating together, you are able to impart many things. At least that's what my 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 dad did, and Pastor Lau's dad. We heard all the teaching at the dining table. We can't run away because we're hungry, <laughs> so we have to sit there until it's end. But we got a lot, a lot of things. For example, my dad would say that, okay, when somebody is getting the food in that plate. You don't use your chopstick and do it too. You wait until he get it first, and then you get it. This little thing, but it's mean a lot because it's manner. You know, a lot of things that my dad taught, and I sometimes I was at Pastor Lau house, you know, and I was having dinner with them, and I, yes, yes, because his dad will teach us something. We were sitting there, listening, which take time. To spend time with your children. The last thing I want to share is in Proverbs 31 t o say that, moms, you have to speak the truth in love with your children. Okay, Proverbs 31 t Do not give strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroy kings. This is what the mother of King Lemuel taught him with the wise words, and she said that, son. Do not give strength to woman, nor your ways to that which destroy kings. How many of you know that we are? God call us king and priest. Amen. We are king and priest. You have to go look in the book of Revelation. You are king and priest. So this one does apply to you too. We need to teach our children that do not give your strength to woman or do not do sexual immorality. If you talk to your children in the right way, they will not feel condemned. They will know that you love them. That's why you care. You know, those who who don't care will not say anything. I mean, if I don't care, I'm not going to raise this up because it uh, jeopardizes my popularity, right? For example, right? It will be like, oh, I want to be a nice guy, never say anything wrong. But no, I want to tell you the truth so that it will be good for you. That's how I feel with my children. That I I want to I want to tell my children the truth according to what the mother of King Lemuel said. Do not give your strength to women, or another word, do do not have sexual immorality, because it is not good for you. In fact, I told my children, all of them, I tell them the consequence that I observe, and also in the Bible. I may not have enough time to explain all of it today. I tell them that when you fornicate, this is what happened. Number one, you might be pregnant, and can be followed by abort a baby. And number two is you might separate, and it happened. You know, it, people separate, but they may not recognize it's the consequence of sin, or they might get disease. Of some kind, when you sow thorn, you will not reap apple. Is that right? When you sow thorn, you reap thorn. You sow apple, you reap apple. That that is that is the 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 law of sowing and reaping. You know of the Bible. So I told my children with love. I told them because I love them. I want them to get the best, and I also want to see my member get the best too. That's why I tell them. This thing, there are two ways to go. That is the right way and the wrong way. So you encourage your children to go to the right way. Matthew seven thirteen to fourteen say that enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which lead to life, and there are few. Who find it, and I hope that all of us will find that way, the narrow gate, you know. And when you find that gate, you will find peace, and you find self-control, and it will bring honor to God, and it also will bring honor to yourself. Amen. 
And also, one last Bible verse that I want to share with you is in Ecclesiastes 11.9. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the way of your heart and in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all this, God will bring you into judgment. That is the consequence of, of what we do. One day all of us will have to be before God. Therefore, we need to tell our children that one day all of us will stand in front of God. You know? So do it right now. So that that day you will be able to answer God. And then you don't have to regret. Please tell your children that there is consequence of, what, of everything they do. Every choice that they make, there is the consequence. Because the Bible says that, let your heart share in your days of youth. Walk in the way of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all this, God will bring you into judgment. All of us, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself too. I will be judged according to mm, my choice too. Therefore, I have to be careful of it my life and therefore I have to talk to my children most of all I want them to be blessed and also I really want the New Hope International Church to be blessed therefore the truth shall set us free sometimes the truth of God is rubbing it's like a sandpaper and it's rubbing but it's rubbed for good believe me it's rubbed for good mothers we have a very high responsibility we do, but please know that it's a privilege that God has given you someone to take care of and take care of them well and diligently teach them, diligently take care of them, diligently lead them and guide them to the right path and they will be blessed and they will be the blessing for the nations and they will be the blessing for, of people all around them. Amen. <laughs> Thank you very much. I would like to invite Pastor Lau up to pray for all of the mom. Thank you, Pastor Da. <laughs> Wonderful job. So in conclusion that we learned today is that mom has a very important responsibility to raise children with the dad. And you need to really take those years that you have to teach them the right way. And start early, don't wait until they get old. Start when they are baby. Start to talk to them the right things from God. You can talk to your grandchildren too when they're young. Talk to them. Show them example by your life. Pray, cover them, and always tell them that they have choice of life. They need to make the right choice so that they will be blessed. Amen. And definitely we need to make the right choice to ourselves. If we make the right choice, our children will see example and they will make the right choice as well. I'd like to read a few scriptures to encourage all the mom in this room. Uh, some promises of God. One thing I'd like to encourage you, we are parents too, we are dad and mom. And we make mistakes too and we are not perfect. But one thing we do is that we fear God and we want to make the right choice. We want to seek God with all our heart. Amen. So I'd like to read the promises of God. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7, the Bible says, The righteous man, and including woman, walks in his or her integrity. What is the result of that integrity? His children are blessed after him or her. So if we walk righteously, our children will be blessed. The Bible also says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29, Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children forever. So I want to encourage all the parents that whatever decision we make, ask ourselves, do I fear God? Do I make God unhappy with me? Or do I make God smile at me? So if you fear God, Things will go well with us and with our children. How many people want things to go well with our children? Let's your hand up. 
Amen. Why don't we pray for all the parents in this room, especially mom? Can you stand up, all the parents? If you, your husband is here, you can, they can stand up too. We can pray for all the parents together. Father, we make a choice to be righteous, to be holy, to fear you, to obey your commandments, Lord. And we believe, Father, your promise that our children will go well. They will do well. They will love you. They will be good citizens. They will be successful because their parents choose the right way. Therefore, right now we claim the promise of God for every single home in this house. We pray, Lord. We believe, Lord. The blessings of God shall fall upon them and their children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. Father, we believe in the name of Jesus that your promise will. Be fulfilled, because you never lie. We thank you, Lord. We bless everyone in this room, Lord, who follow you and seek you with all their hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I like to pray for another group of people, especially those who want to have kids but could not have kids yet, or those who are not married. But one day you want to get married, and you want to have kids. I like to read from the scripture in Psalm chapter 113, verses 5 to 9. This is the promise of God: Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes of their people. And now this is the promise. He settles the barren woman in her home as a happy mother of children. So, in other words, God can make those who are barren to have kids, and you can sit with your kids. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 25, verses 20 to 21, Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebecca as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Baden Aram. The sister of Laban, the Syrian. Now Isaac, listen carefully, husband. Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife, because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. Amen. So if you want kids in your home, you can pray to God, and God can answer you. The home that have no kids, the husband pray. Okay. The husband and wife, the home, maybe only one home in this room that have no kids, and you seem like you're facing the barrenness in your home. Could you please stand up and we pray together for the pregnancy of your wife or pregnancy of yourself? Anyone that see the problem of not having kids, stand up and we pray for you. If you want to get married and you want to have kids one day, we can pray too that you will not be barren. Amen. Hallelujah! Husband, can stand up if you want to pray for your wife. Hallelujah! God loves the humble. If you humble yourself to stand up, He will help you. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor Dar, could you pray? Heavenly Father, Father, you see the heart of your people, oh God, that they desire. To have family, build family, and have children. Father, want to pray earnestly, dear God, that you will flow your blessing into their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, dear God, that you will grant them with beautiful children for all of them that stand up today, O oh God, that they step out by faith, trusting in you, that you are able. To do it, Lord, I pray, dear Father, you will please show kindness to them, show favor to them in Jesus' mighty name, that they will not, Father, lack children in their home. Father, I just want to pray, and also for those who are not here, Lord, but long to have children. I also want to pray for them to us, O God, that they will also, that you will also grant them their desire. 
Thank you, O oh Lord. I pray, dear Father, you will please give to my brothers and sisters, Lord, the heart of perseverance. I pray, dear Father, that they will keep and continue to trust in you, continue to pray, continue to trust, continue to believe, Lord, the miracle for their lives, Lord. And I, Father, see in my spirit, O oh Lord, many children. Be added to this house. Thank you so much, O oh Lord, that you will make their heart glad, Father. That you will make their heart rejoice, because you are our Father, Father. You because you are the Father who loves your children and want to give good things for your children, O oh Lord. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people believe that God loves you? How many people believe that God has the best plan for your life? Wave your hand. God, I believe you have the best plan for my life. Let's say, you love me. Thank you, Jesus. You bless me. You love me so much. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless all of you, moms. God bless all of you, brother and sister. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at two zero six two seven five. 1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington 98040. Thank you very much.